G'day and welcome to Safe Travels Podcast with RV Safe. Now, safety is paramount when hitting the road and enjoying your adventures around this amazing country of ours. And here at Safe Travels, we want to help you make that a priority. Now, whether you have a caravan, motorhome, camper van, camper trailer, fifth wheeler, bus or slide on, Safe Travels with RV Safe has information on everything you need to know. In this series, we cover topics including vehicle weights and weight distribution, road rules, UHF communication, towing advice and education, and much, much more. Safe Travels with RV Safe is funded by the federal government and is an initiative of the CMCA, home of all things RV road safety. Okay, folks, welcome to another edition of the Travel Safe podcast with RV Safe. And we're going to get a little bit cerebral today. Well, possibly, I might, and that's going to be it's always difficult for my small brain. But um, we're talking to Daniel Berlin, who is actually doing a PhD project about RV safety. So hold on to your hats, folks. And um, I think we're going to learn a lot here about uh, statistics and what's actually going out there on the road. Welcome, Danielle. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me, Scotty. Oh, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. As I said, my small brain might struggle a bit today, so just go easy on me and just steer me through in the right direction because, uh, yeah, you know, I left school at year 10 and I wasn't paying enough attention, but um, look, it hasn't hasn't really damaged me too much and uh, I can drive a car and an RV and I'm pretty safe, so we're all good. That's always sound good. (laughs) <laughs> let's hope so let's tell us about yourself and how you got into this whole uh phd project because it's not something well i don't think it's something that um i would pick off the top of my head to go on and pick as a, as a phd project oh so i originally applied to do a different phd which was the effects of prescription drugs on driving but ah. i didn't get that one unfortunately so that would have been interesting i went and yeah, although it would have been very difficult to get data for, so that's probably part of the reason I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, probably. No one's going to get, give up the information too easy. Yeah, especially since they need these. Yeah. So you've got this one now. Yeah, I got this one because the person who I was going through to ask about the other PhD, was just I just asked them if there was anything else available, okay. and he just got back to me and said, yep, this one's coming up. Great. Are you jo- enjoying it? Because I, I gather there's a, as I said in the intro, there's a lot of facts and figures and uh, statistics involved in this sort of thing, this sort of study. Yeah, it's honestly really good with that because, well, I went into it because I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, right. So you're, you've got that sort of brain that sort of engages and actually gets excited by numbers and statistics and stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm running the opposite direction. I just <laughs> cannot, I cannot handle it. But some people just thrive on that and you're one of those people. So that's great. You're, I mean, you're- I I spent four years doing this, so I kind of had to learn. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it came it came sort of hand in hand with it as well. So tell us about, yeah. there's there's two main goals you were talking about, because you're at the, the uh, Q, QUT. Yep. And the facility at, at, is at uh, a facility of health. Yeah. Okay. So the faculty of health there. Okay. So tell us the actual, what's the main goal? What's the whole project about? So there were two main goals to it, and one of them, well, the first was to work out the fact that they're actually associated with RV crashes and their misses because there really wasn't a lot of data on why RVs crashed. Yeah. And the second one was to try and create an educational intervention, so that just messaging to help people understand how to better 
manage the risk associated with the RVs. Right. And how do you go about getting that those statistics? How 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 do you find out what you need to know? Okay, so we've done three studies for this, and the first study we looked to secondary data. So that was data that has already been found by other places. Yeah. So we looked at TMR in Queensland, who gave us the crash data and registration data. Okay. And to the CMCA, who gave us two years worth of survey data, or three years in total. Wow, okay, that's good. So what are you finding? What's what's coming back as the, you know, is there uh, different strategies and for RV drivers that, you know, I think are going to work better to help, you know, the, the likelihood of the crashes and the near misses and things like that? Um, the strategies to prevent it or just why? Well, the strategies where prevent it, I don't know, is that, that's, that's how do you work that out? That's that's a big question. Okay, so for this, we've um, looked at, well, tried to narrow down some of the behaviours that could cause, well, increase the likelihood of RV crashes and their messes. Yeah. And so we're going to create messaging about it. So it will tell them about why this behaviour is a risk and how they can manage this risk. And at the moment, it's just through, well, not, not really a scenario, but it's written as almost a scenario. And then they can go and respond how effective they think it is. Okay. And how likely they think it is to actually help them. Are you finding that there's a there's a pattern, like in in the results that you're getting? Is it, is there a pattern that is creating the crashes more than one more than the other? Like, is it tiredness? Is it um, you know not concentrating? Is are you getting that sort of feedback? Um, so from the first study, we found out that for people who were in an RV crash, who saw this particular factor, they found that animal crashes. Um, animal hits and road hazards were the greatest likelihood of causing crashes, although they occurred less often than other things. Oh, okay. Overtaking was the main issue that caused crashes, but also occurred most regularly. Right. So although a lot of people... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just thinking, so when you talk about uh, road, like the road being... So that means you mean roads having like potholes and things like that, where the roads is, is either roadworks or uh, instances where the road isn't maybe up to scratch, and that's, that's causing the majority, and that along with the wildlife, yeah? Well, yes, when people encounter those factors, they're most likely to cause a crash. Yeah. However, they just don't occur as often. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then on top of that, you've got the overtaking. Yeah, overtaking. Although, interestingly, we found out that most people don't think of these factors as causing crashes as much, and they think of other drivers or mechanical issues causing more problems because they do occur more often, but they just don't typically result in crashes. What makes you want to do this project? Why did you decide that this was something that you wanted to, to study? I know we talked about that, in fact, you wanted to do the other one and this this turned up, but you could have just said no. What, what interested you about RV safety in general? Or specifically, I should say. <laughs> well, I think the big thing was that there's very little research on it. Mm. So there was a lot I could do. And then obviously, since um, there's been more media attention about RV crashes, it's coming to light a lot more than it used to. Yeah. Well, I guess it's there's a lot more instances of people are buying caravans, people are travelling more than they were, especially through, you know, COVID, of course. Everyone sort of got out there and I think the, the amount of vans and RVs that were bought went through the roof. So I guess the number of people yeah. out there, the, the crash sort of situation might be, uh, well, more than it was before so i guess yes media once they get hold of something like that they seem to go on a bit of a run with it sometimes too so what are the goals for you what are you trying to achieve by the surveys and everything else all the data that you collect what's the goal 
Um, so the goal is at the end to, well, one, have more research available for other researchers to go through on RB crashes and RB nemesis. Yep. And the other is to try and actually create interventions. So this is the messaging. Yes. Yeah. Uh, about the behaviors that we've chosen that are based on uh, psychological theory, because many of them aren't like evaluated before they're put out. So we're not entirely sure how effective they actually are. Mm-hmm. Is there two, you say is there two sections to this whole PhD? Because I think you said yep. earlier on that there was like two sort of main uh, goals. Yeah, there's the two main goals, and there's three studies in total. Yeah. Okay. And what's the sec? What's the second? Um, the main goal. The second main goal. The second main goal to create the educational interventions. Right. Why do you think there's the need for the increased media coverage? Is that what's made QUT decide that there seems to be there needs to be more study on this? Um, so it was more so because there was just very little information on it. Yeah. And because RVs are the type of vehicle that you can just get in and drive, and a lot of people might not know how to actually like might not go into it knowing exactly what they have to do compared yeah. to a car. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously RVs are very different vehicles. And only some people actually have driven a large vehicle before. Yeah, we've actually talked to a couple of people in the series about exactly that that you know we've had some training people we've talked to and the fact that yeah people just go oh yeah, well, we want to start going on holidays we're just going to go and buy a caravan or we're going to buy the motorhome and jump in and away we go even though we have no yeah. experience we don't know anything about the weights we don't know about you know situations yeah. say we're driving them yeah and it's that's an, an education thing isn't it mm-hmm. so how much do we know about rv crashes then um, so when I started this PhD, we honestly had very little information in Australia in particular. Yeah. Because there was some information about um, foreign people who were coming in to drive RVs in Australia, but then very little on actual people who were here already. Yes. Because obviously there's different road laws for people who came from overseas. So that could cause problems for them. But then obviously if you were born in Australia, you've been here for the whole time knowing how to drive. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because there's lots of research on trucks but then, obviously, truck drivers are trained to actually drive the truck. Yes. So a lot of plan factors might not apply in an RV. 100%. So you're pretty much saying we don't really know a lot about RV crashes, right? That's the facts. Have you? So how are we going to educate people? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to, you know, teach people about the facts that they need to know and check their RVs and all that sort of stuff. Is this just going to be like a, will there be a media campaign, do you think? Or will once your um, studies are concluded, will the government get behind this? What do you think will happen? Um, so far, we're just looking to for the CMCA to look at this because obviously we don't necessarily have um, government affiliation in this at the moment, although hopefully it will be used to inform the government yeah. um, regulations on this. But at the moment, it's probably going to be like a media campaign on the CMCA website or through the CMCA. Well, I think obviously the CMCA, you know, it's a federal government uh, setup, so they're obviously proactive in in some form about safety because that's why we're doing what we're doing here. But do you think we need to take it to the next level once we get this information in there? It would definitely be beneficial if we could do that mm. because obviously it would be the best thing we could do would be to train people before they get behind the wheel and before they had the chance to crash. Yeah, okay. So, all right, so we've got the three separate sections in, of the whole project. Can you break them down a bit more than we have at this stage? Can you tell me, like, what do you do in the first study? Okay, so in the first study, we looked at the data that was from the CMCA studies from surveys and the 
TMR data. Yep. So from the TMR data, that was 2011 to 2020. And we ironically did not find many RB crashes in there. Okay. However, it turns out that in Queensland, RBs that are towed or just towed vehicles in general aren't counted if they detach from the vehicle. Oh. So it's entirely possible. Um, yeah. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> that doesn't make I sense. Do not... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of people who would be towing their RV, which yeah. caravans are the most common type. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's no data on them. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's changing. I hope we're actually including them uh, from now on. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that will be changing because one of my supervisors is in TMR and was looking at this. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, otherwise that just, that seems silly. That seems silly. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. All right, and what about, um, can you give us an, so that that's first study, what's, it got an overview of the relevant results? Okay, so in the first study, since the TMR data didn't really include RVs, we couldn't really <laughs> yeah. do too much with it. Yes. However, the CM, CMCA data was really good for it because from the survey data, we saw that, um, well, we saw how many people were crashing. Mm-hmm. So that was about six, uh, five to six percent of all people in the surveys had crashed. Okay, and that was about well, that was of two thousand five hundred people. So it's not a particularly large percentage, but it's also a large percentage when you consider the amount of people. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's true. Mm, but we also found that over half of people had actually experienced bad behaviour in the RVs from other drivers. So uh-huh. times where they thought they might be in a crash or altercation. Are they find is there a, an age group that like when you get these statistics back, is there, you know, is it is it broken up into age groups of the accidents too? Like as in, you know, so somebody that might be middle-aged or older or, yeah. you know, the younger groups. I mean, uh, uh, generally speaking, you know, with the, we all talk about the grey nomads and the older people who have <clears throat> had that position where they actually can go out there and they're semi-retired or retired. So I guess – you know, that's going to make sense that the age group is going to be older, but is it broken up into sort of um, age groups as such? And so we had it broken up into 10-year age groups, although it was mainly retired drivers or older drivers who were in the sample and in the crashes. Yeah. Because I suppose that's in part because of the demographics of the CMCA, so they might just mainly be older. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It sort of makes sense really, doesn't it? RV Safe is an initiative of the Campervan and Motorhome Club of Australia, CMCA, Australia's largest RV club. Enjoy the RV lifestyle with CMCA with loads of member benefits, including access to exclusive RV insurance and roadside assistant partners, the Wanderer magazine, GeoWiki travel app, a large range of discounts and special offers at retailers Australia-wide, low-cost accommodation options, social events, and so much more. To find out more, just visit cmca.au. And what mm, about... what about have more time. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, um, I'm, I'll be joining them very soon. <laughs> <laughs> what about the second study? Tell me what, what about the second study. So you discussed, you know, the details of study two. So is that a separate one, obviously? What's, what's happening with that one? So that's a separate one, and I wrote up the survey for that one instead of um, using the CMCA data. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's included a lot of the same questions as the CMCA surveys. Yep. If, if it was broken down into specific types of well, specific factors for crashes, yeah. try and work out exactly which factors were invo- were related to crashes. And coming back from from people, so how did you do this survey? How did you get it out there to you know the relevant people? 
So at first we went through the CMCA and they put it in their newsletter. Okay, yeah. Back in it may have been March or April, I'm not entirely sure now. Mm-hmm. And we also went through the QT participate in research page. So that was just one of the many road safety studies on there. Okay. And how were the preliminary results? How, how what came back? Was there much of a difference in the stuff you'd already had to date? Um so a lot of the crash factors were very similar to the CMCA ones. Yeah. However, we looked specifically at ones that like free behaviors that you could, well, that RV drivers could control and manage themselves. So that was overtaking, uneven loading and overloading, which those two were yeah. identified from the um, media coverage. Yep. And we found some interesting results with that. Yes. What were they carrying? Because, like, <laughs> Stuff they should I mean, have. Most, oh, no, it was more so like we used scenarios to try and see how they like perceived them. Yeah. So with that, we got like the overtaking and uneven loading were things that would make sense for us. Yeah, okay. Because obviously people thought that they could overtake in this situation and that they shouldn't yeah. load really heavy things into the RV. Yeah. However, the uh, like overloading one, a lot of people didn't quite get that because I think it's because most people don't recognize that they can't fill every single space in the RV. Yeah, yeah. Because, we- yeah, some of them just aren't heavy enough, like can't take enough weights. Yeah, absolutely. We've we've discussed that too on the podcast. We had a whole uh, a whole episode that was based around uh, that with weight check, and um, yeah, it's 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 something that I think people took for granted in a lot of sense. And then when they sat down and broke it down and worked out, you know, like obviously it, blatantly, everything weighs something. So you just keep packing something yeah. in there, and if it's not built to to carry that load, yeah, you're going to be in trouble. And then it's an added issue because a lot of RVs are older and may have been renovated, so then they've got. Yeah. Heavy and new equipment in them. Yep. And you don't think about that. You just think, oh, I'm just going to replace it. Need a new fridge, bang, I'm putting a new one in there. Don't think about what it weighs. Mm. So what about... Um, and then you end up assuming that everything's still going to be the same as it was before, yeah. but it's not. So you're still working on the, the second part of the that study then? Yeah, I'm just finishing out the results on that part. Okay. And you, the, how many participants did you survey on this one, on that part? Uh, so we second got two. about 400 in total. Okay. So that gives you a good... Outlook on across the board, yeah? Yeah, because there was a lot of people from, from the CMC. I think most of them were, but maybe a hundred of them were from the QC one as well. So hopefully yeah. it's a bit better of an age demographic spread. Yeah, okay, okay. So what about the – have you given any thought to what's coming next for you? Because there has to be a third study. There's study number three. Mm-hmm. So we've got – like survey for that one is largely done now. We're just finishing up the actual intervention material. So that's the messaging and how it's going to be structured to actually – be presented to them. Okay. Which is so we're going to have, pretty important. Yeah. So we're going to have four groups in that. So that will be one for each behavior. So overloading, uneven loading and overtaking. Yeah. And then just a controlled group who would just um, be asked about the behaviors in general. Okay. So you can you explain what the difference is with that, you know, compared to the others then? Okay. So this one will present a message about each of the behaviors and how to manage them. So, for example, for the over um, overtaking one, it's giving a scenario where you might have to overtake in your RV that you someone might not have used, like, had to do before. Yeah. And then how do you actually manage that and to do it safely? Do you think with all this information that you're gathering, should there be uh, like a, a more um, focused safety message, like a, even videos that I know there are some, you know, we, we've done some for for the CMCA with RV safety and with RV safe. And we've done, I've seen some other ones, Pat Callanan's done a few, and there's a few other guys that get around and do these sorts of things. But do you think there should be one that, you know, that sort of is based on what you come up with out of this study? 
I mean, it is written in the format of a video. Okay. Although I'm not necessarily worried if it is a video because it might be easy for people to just read how to do yeah, it. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. Yeah. Because it depends on what they need at the time. Yeah, maybe a combination of both. So how much longer do you think yes. you've got to to finish up? Is this, um, you know, have you, you, what, what sort of part, where are you at at the moment as far as time goes and coming I, up with the final results? For study free, I'm hoping to have it finished, well, to be launched anyway, at the end of August. Okay. Oh, you're getting close. Yeah, although unfortunately we have ethics as well, so that might take a while, but we'll okay. find out. <laughs> so how long is this whole project going to be from start to finish for you then? What is it? It's obviously a couple of years. Yeah, it's been three years. Well, it's going to be three years at the end. Wow. And what about you personally? What what, what do you come out with it at the end? What You obviously have a PhD in RV safety, is that correct? Um, it will be a PhD in psychology, I think. Oh, okay. So it will be just specifically in road safety or traffic safety. And what can you do with that then? Once once you've done this study, where, where are you going to see yourself going, Danielle, with this, you know, all this great information you'll have and with your PhD? So I'm hoping that I'll actually be able to get somewhere to do more so the health side of road safety. Yep. So like how you manage um, things after they've already happened. And that might be somewhere like either somewhere like TMR or possibly the railway or something. Because they both do a lot of um, health in their road safety parts. Yep. And why is that something that interests you? Um, Well, so for the health part, I just got really into health psychology in university. But for the road safety part, it's because my dad is in the railway Uh, and he has a great love of road safety. Yeah. Okay. So is this where maybe it's come from for you? Like, obviously, we have grown up around it. Yeah. So what does your dad do as far as the the safety goes or rail safety? Um, so he doesn't do it anymore, but he used to do fleet safety or fleet management. Okay. So obviously he had a lot of cars yes. to go and manage and deal with all the crashes of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So maybe subconsciously it's, you know, all the stuff he did and you knew about maybe um, sort of directed you in this in this, uh, in this this way. I mean, to be fair, he did also recommend Cars Q for that reason. He's like, <laughs> I love Cars Q. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, do you, do you get to get out in your car or, you know, do you get to travel around much in between? I know you, you live in, in, in Ipswich, so you, you have to travel to, up to the uni, which isn't that far. But do you have a special place you like to go when you, when you like to travel and get around? Um, honestly, I don't travel that, all that much. I've got too much work at the moment. Yeah. Okay. What about your dad then? Let's have a quick chat about your dad now that he's <laughs> slowed down a bit. Is he getting out and about? Oh, he's still working technically. He's just working closer to home. Oh, poor bugger. So now he's working more so with heritage management. Okay. Because he works in a 150-year-old building. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. Although now he... Oh, yeah. Now he loves forklifts, though. So he's driving around forklifts all the time doing forklift safety. <laughs> so he's a bit of a safety nut, right? Yeah. He's a Even bit though he's of... very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that's dad's job, right? That's what you, that's what you got to do. Well, I tell you what, because I, I always ask somebody at the end of the podcast their, their favourite place in Australia if they get to travel, but you don't travel much. So what about when you were a kid? Where did dad take you for the holidays? Did you go away much, um, you know, for the, the road trip around anywhere around Queensland? Um, honestly, the longest road, road trip we took was down to Coffs Harbour. <laughs> Oh, well. Which is not in Queensland. No, no, it's not in Queensland. It depends. Well, if you're playing state of origin football, that could be in Queensland. But that's another joke all the side. <laughs> um, okay, so, well, that's all right. Coffs Harbour, you made a bit of a trek down there. 
Yeah, it took about 10 hours. Yeah, well, back, yeah, it's, uh, the road's a little bit better now, I think, too, which is a, another great thing for safety. But, uh, oh, well, maybe um, when you finish this, there's a bit of a, you know, a reward. You can, you know, get get on the road and go and have a little trip somewhere else and um, and test out all your safety, you know, everything you've learnt and everything you've taken in and do your own statistics on your own trip. Honestly, everything I love just makes me nervous. Oh, mate, that's why you've gone nowhere. That's not- oh, that's just because it's, yeah, too much work at the moment. Yeah, I understand. Well, it sounds like it's, it's a very interesting thing to be doing, obviously, and it's a, and it's a great, the, the end results is going to be great for everybody that's interested in uh, RV travel and caravanning and everything like that. So good on you for doing something that's, um, well, like I said, for me, wouldn't even go near it, but um, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let me into uni anyway, so that's uh, besides the point. So keep up the great work. Um, I want to hear the end results. Maybe we'll come back and chat to you when you've uh, finished the whole study and you've you've uh, graduated and you're top of the class. All right? How many people in the class? You? <laughs> just you? Yep, just me. Perfect. So you're going to smash that. You're definitely going to nail the number one spot. Good on you, Danielle. <laughs> Look, we appreciate your time. Good luck with it all. And, um, yeah, keep up the good work. And and when you do get out there, safe travels, okay? Okay, thank you for this. Our pleasure. Great to talk to you. Okay, bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Safe Travels. And I do hope you have not only enjoyed it, but you've also found it informative and that some of the information serves you well on your next road trip. Until next time, head to the home of all things road safety at rvsafe.com.au. You can check out all the brilliant info on there, including some great videos, the RV Safe Handbook and much, much more. And until next time, I'm Scotty McRae, wishing you safe travels. Safe travels.